idiots, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice and medical care, please contact your doctor. Brought to you by Koala Cola. It tastes just like Down Under. I'm Crampy Koala. Take it away, DJ Dylan. Thank you, Crampy, for that glowing introduction. And can I just say, it has been absolutely amazing working alongside you and the whole Koala Cola team. So, I just want to say thank you. DJ Dylan? Crampy, no, don't talk during my intro, even if I specifically address you, okay? Crampy! Hello, and welcome to the Jock Dog Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. Lennon Smith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as dentinogenesis imperfecta and fixin two. So I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer Cameron. Hey, Doctor London, how uh, how uh, how, how, have you not read the emails like I about like sort of the changes that have been made towards sort of our our, our audience? Yeah, um, because you didn't address it in the top, so I just figured. no, I well, I, honestly, we've had so many changes with the uh, with the new podcast network coming on, so I'm I'm a little bit right. it's kind of all up in the air for me. So so w- which one specifically are you talking about? W- which I mean, I'm talking about like how we've just contracted with, you know, I mean, I guess this is exciting news, so maybe I should amp it up a little bit. But uh, the Jog Talk podcast is now being piped through the speaker systems of all of the schools, all of the educational systems in London, Kentucky. Like like the high schools or elementary schools? Yes. Or universities? We, I mean, I just, I found out that there's this town in kentucky called london and so you know of course i'm always thinking like how can i help the podcast and so i mean we're just talking you know sort of brand synergy here it's just it's sort of like a logical evolution of the show yes and so now every morning our podcast is going to be piped through the just the whole school every classroom and is that i mean so so you talk to the i guess the superintendent or the like the whatever principals of the schools you 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 made contact and you were like hey we have this educational program for you and well no yeah i mean i met let's hold on i I met those people when i was applying for a janitor job so i could sort of change out the pa systems in your in your application to the job they they gave you access to everything i get maybe you were overqualified and they were like well here's a tour was that how it Sorry, I'm trying to. No, no, I got the job. I I got all the keys, Doctor London. Have you never seen a janitor's keys? Yeah. Okay, so it's not just you said apply. So you got the job, you hooked it up, and yep. so that's what you've been doing. The yes. janitorial and work. Now, so now we have a built-in dedicated audience, Doctor London. This whole thing where it's like, oh, this week we've got two listeners. Oh, this week we've got three listeners. Now automatically. We have 127 listeners, Dr. London. But one thing, so there is one stipulation about this. Because I, you know, unhooked the actual PA system and hooked up our system, we do need to read the school announcements as part of this show. And if we could do that sort of, uh, I don't know, authentic, like uh, authentically or, uh, you just, know, not in like an advertisement way. Uh, just ease it in. Sort of 
ease it in, integrate it into the show naturally, okay. you know? Okay, sure. Um, so, okay, I have the list here. So, I mean, like, if you want to yeah. read what, like, the lunch menu for today and tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and you, you want me to just incorporate that, though? Into yes, how we don't talk. do it directly. I, you want it to. You want to insert it. You want to sprinkle it in. Okay, so we'll just. So I'm gonna just sort of try to move on, and then once in a while, I'll I'll chime it. I'll work it in casually, yeah. the way that you would normally hear on any given podcast. Any ads. Work it in in the way that I would work in some gravy into my mashed potatoes, which is the side in today's lunch. Okay. Yeah, and so. Okay, okay. So um, that was our producer, Cameron. Also with us is Digital in the House. Cheer practice, which usually meets on the football field, will have to meet in the gym today because it's raining. Oh, baby, it's raining. It's raining. Which means that band, which usually meets in the gym, will have to relocate to Mr. Jensen's classroom. And we've got a note here from Mr. Jensen himself. He says, please be careful with. His lab equipment is very expensive and the school doesn't have it in the budget to replace it right now. And if you were to, you know, say want some peas and carrots, that uh, would be on the menu today. Yes. Uh, that wasn't casual. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go. I'll move on for now. Um, and later. It, well, it, I mean, like maybe if you like, maybe if you call yourself Dr. Carrot or something. Okay, well, I'll call myself. Doc, I guess for the next. No, we food need item. the London thing though, because it's London, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, Ooh, so can we talk about maybe like, uh, like, I don't know, like you're a pea head. I mean, there's just different ways that we could talk about this and discuss, like maybe incorporating this. Yeah. So um. A little smoother. So speaking of mystery meat, which is there you go the main dish for all of this week due to the infection that spread throughout uh, our local uh, herds. Um, sp- speaking of that, later yep. Cameron tells me we can expect a special guest. That's right, Dr. London. It's as special as the mystery meat, which is also replacing all of the drinks this week. So you cannot get milk. The milk has been replaced with the mystery meat as well. So you get two portions of that if you want. And now... Seamlessly, we're going to blend into the next section, kind of like those mystery meats are blended into a nice shake to serve yeah. as an easy drink. Um, before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. This note comes from the Koala Cola employee who won the happiest award for this month while residing in the testing chambers at the pest control wing of the Koala Cola Corporation. So this note reads, quote, I'm choking, end quote. Okay, okay, so first of all, thank you so much for reaching out to us here at the Jock Duck Podcast. Yep. Um, and this is what, I feel like, I mean, this is what our listeners love about us, is that like when they're dealing with these sort of 
health issues, they can actually reach out and actually expect a response. I'm choking. You know what I mean? We can actually, you know, give this person something that'll help him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's so great to hear from a fan. And so this this fan, they're the happiest worker there. So that's yeah. that's pretty neat. Um, so you asked a great question to this listener. Uh, so the universal symbol for choking is to put both hands to your neck. Uh, so the next time you choke on something, which I guess is now, uh, you should do that so that everyone around you can see that you're all choked up. Well, Dr. Lennon, it, if you do that, like if you're in a like at a comedy club and you do that, people are going to think that you're telling the person on stage that they're they're kind of choking right now. Like you're taunting them sort of, which would be considered rude. So, yeah, so rude. But then, you know, it could save their lives if someone was aware oh. they were choking and they could intervene. Is that, I mean, is that is that a risk that you would be willing to take? To be that rude to someone? I think I think with a life on the line, um, I would I would risk s- some rudeness. I, you know, a similar topic can come up with Polly Shore okay. is on stage doing one of his classic bits, and you start choking on one of the olives that you were eating because you didn't realize that they were usually you know sort of decorative. You were just kind of downing olives. Yeah, and not sw- not chewing. You're telling me you're going to interrupt his set by going, oh, I'm choking. Okay, well. As opposed to sitting down, being polite, and waiting till his set is over. Well, so, so one thing that, so I wouldn't, one thing about choking is that you often can't speak, and that's why you use the hand gestures. But, so, so I wouldn't even be saying, I'm choking. It would just be me silently. So I feel like it's not even yeah, silently in his eyesight that he can see. And he's like, oh, man, am I bombing right now? This guy's over here telling me I'm choking. Suddenly you're making Polly Shore insecure and you never want to do that, Dr. London. OK, yeah, I guess I guess that's one thing to consider that there can be a social ramification for it yeah. that I that maybe I didn't consider. OK, um, anyway, so to this listener, thank you for listening. Now for today's medical topic. Also, we could probably let that listener know that. For legal reasons, the mystery meat also counts as a vegetable because it was found on the ground. Yes. So because it was, it came from the ground, technically, legally, it does count as a vegetable as well. So that is replacing the vegetable portions. You had mentioned carrots and peas earlier. I had gotten just a text right now. Those have been made into mystery meat that is sliced into the shape of peas and carrots. And speaking... Really fried rice. It's, it's, it's fried rice. So, but it's all mystery meat cut into the different shades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the dessert being decorative soaps, uh, now for today's medical lesson, hepatitis A. And sorry, was that was that good? Was that the me introducing the? Is hepatitis A good? I don't know. You're, you're yeah, about okay. to tell no, me. No, never mind. I. Okay. Um, now for today's medical topic, hepatitis A. Hepatitis A is a viral form of hepatitis that typically causes an acute infection, meaning that it has less than six months of liver inflammation, uh, or it causes less than six months. Uh, Hepatitis A is transmitted via the fecal-oral route and is more prevalent in developing countries, so people will typically get it through contaminated food and water. A way to remember this is that hepatitis A is from something you ate. Does that, that make sense? It does make sense, and it sort of reminds me that uh, Billy A needs to go to the principal's office immediately. Um, 
I, I that is something that really needs to happen pretty quickly. Yeah, and that sort of like reminds me. I feel like you know, like it, it, it's sort of the same thing. Yeah, in a, in a sense. So, um, like all forms of acute hepatitis, hepatitis A can present uh, clinically with jaundice and dark urine, along with fever, weight loss, fatigue, hepatosplenomegaly, and that's whenever your your liver and spleen are enlarged. Um, and additionally, patients may have nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain. Um, abdo- uh, diagnostic testing includes um, increased direct bilirubin, increased ratio of ALT to AST and liver function tests, and increased alkaline phosphatase. For hepatitis A, the best initial test will be the IgM antibody to hepatitis A ang- antigen. For a- and it, I just should mention, if you have any of these symptoms, like that, that is not the mystery meat. Like that, you the mystery meat we've already covered it's a drink it's a vegetable and it's a meat so it's already covering all of your basic food groups so if you're having these kind of reactions to or shortly after consuming the mystery meat it must be from something else maybe the like in the like a mold in the in the in your on your fan in your in your own home yeah not not, not at the school. school not at the school because the school checks their vents and cleans their vents every single semester right okay so um yeah so as i was saying so for hepatitis a the best initial test will be the igm antibody to hepatitis a antigen for acute infection and igg antibody to detect resolution to the infection um in terms of treatment hepatitis a resolves spontaneously over a few weeks and is typically a benign condition so and that's something to remember for you know maybe if you do think that you got hepatitis A from something at the school, it, it, it's going to resolve on its own. Uh, yeah. You, um, you might still go to the you hospital. Should, um, yes. you should, the nurse's office can't treat this. So when you talk about treatment, you should probably say like, oh, well, there's nothing you can really do or just something like, oh, it's impossible to treat it or something. Because there's no way, like the school, the school just cannot afford what it takes to, yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, I would say, and, you know, you know, realistically, probably better to go to, like, an actual medical facility outside the school if, if you have hepatitis A. Like, I would say go, you know, get supportive care there. I don't know if London, Kentucky has anything like that. Um, I do think they have maybe a Carl's Jr., but I'm not exactly sure, which maybe function as the same thing, but... okay. All right, well, that's um, that's about all we have to cover in hepatitis A today. But for the um, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, the, if you're looking for the desserts, they are in the form of uh, decorative. They they look like desserts in the cafeteria, but they are soap. So I would just bear that in mind whenever you go to take a bite. Uh, yeah, and the soap has been replaced by the mystery meat as well. The mystery meat does have sort of antioxidants dr london okay do you, well i i would question it but i guess we should okay uh yeah great um all right well uh, are we good to move on from there yeah except for now um billy a if we could get him to leave the principal's office now he will not leave which has become a huge issue so, Billy A., please leave the principal's office. Go back to the class. All right. All right. Back to you, Dr. London. Yeah. No, I, th- I think we're get- we can go ahead and move on from there. All 
All right, uh, Cameron, you said that we have a special guest today. Is that right? That's right, Dr. London. We have, and I'm not going to spoil it for you because I know that you do not like spoilers, but we definitely have a guest. Okay. I. Yeah, so, so you could have just said yes. I, I suppose. Um, anyway, hel- hello there. My name is Dr. LennonSmith.com, and this is our producer, Cameron. Uh, what was your name? Hi. I'm pleased to meet the both of you gentlemen. I am a Guinea Guinness. Okay. Uh, well, nice to meet you. That, and you know, I hate to kind of point this out, but that sounds, uh, what's the appropriate PC term? Uh, a little foreign to me. Um, uh, it is a French accent. Okay. I don't okay. actually speak French. I'm not from France, but uh, uh, I. Uh, learned how to do a French accent, and uh, that is what I've based my reputation on as being a French accent, uh, uh, a chef uh, when I started out. Okay, so so I guess the accent uh, and the name are both imported. But, uh, that is correct. But yes. you are you are not. Okay. Now you 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 say you're a chef. Are the are your are the items you cook are they French inspired as well, or is it just, or is it really just the accent? That is how it started out. I'm a, uh, I'm a reclaimed food chef. Um, I was listening uh, in the uh, in the green room to your show. Uh, I was very interested in the, hearing about the uh, mystery meat you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, I used to uh, prepare a mystery meat uh, recipe. Oh. And I found out that uh, the diners, they don't, uh, they don't seem to like this idea of mystery. They don't want their food to be a mystery so much. Uh, so I started calling it the pork. I just call and that's it just, pork. You know, that's just like this millennial, uh, always expecting to know everything instantly we, sort we, of culture. Yes, 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 you exactly. Know? You can't exactly. wait a week for a new episode. you got to binge everything all at once. Yeah, you know, yes. it's Turn just to the this... back, the last page in the book, eh? Yeah, right? and there's just no mystery in life anymore because of it. Exactly. So I, I, I definitely understand. That's frustrating. Yes. Uh, the interesting thing is, though, that uh, the kind of cuisine that I do cook, uh, as I say, it's reclaimed food. You say it's reclaimed. What is that? Are you talking about, like, is this like a farm-to-table type thing or, like? It's, uh, well, in a way, it's farm-to-table-to-dumpster to my kitchen. And then uh, oh. I, uh, I reclaim uh, the the uh, <clears throat> the best of the food products, and uh, I create uh, wonderful, uh, uh, wonderful entrees and uh, appetizers and desserts and uh, wow. side dishes. I mean that this is it's very economical, and it's also I mean helping the earth. It sounds like you're recycling uh, to the best of my ability. Yes, uh, I uh, I get the food uh, and uh, the get it to the people and uh, the people that eat it they uh, you know to, I, to go back on my idea of, be, of being a surprise they don't know always where the food came from that right. they, they are eating but who does right we if i go to chili's am i am i asking like where did this beef come from nah exactly I just trust that it came from somewhere exactly which is how i've based uh, my entire chain of restaurants on that idea that nobody knows, nor do they really seem to care where the food comes from. They say, is this farm to table, as you asked. They say, yes. They don't, wow, so- they don't check. They just go, oh, it's wonderful. Far, far, farm to table. Beautiful. I love that. Wow. So is this isn't an exclusive reveal on this show? We, you say that no one knows about this. So is, this that- is the first time you're like talking about it? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Um, wow. Yeah, that's well, great. Huge. I was going um, to save it for a, a bigger show like uh, like Ellen, 
perhaps, or uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon. But uh, they've not called. And uh, when I found out you have a large uh, uh, high school listening audience, I figured uh, let's uh, let's let the kids know. Yeah, I have been impressed at the press about that because I got the email and I guess I was the last to find out because yeah, I've, I will say I saw the billboards on the way and I was confused by it uh, that he's been Cameron, you know, to, to Cameron, your credit, even though you've also been working this janitor job, you've been mm-hmm. doing all these other enterprises, you've really put the word out. Yeah. And I think it's great that we have a guest who's so we have food waste as such an issue in this country. Oh, it's huge, yeah. huge yeah. food waste problem in this country. So uh, it's exciting to see that, um, you know, someone's taking and you said you have a chain of restaurants. I do. I do. Uh, they are uh, 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 uh That is uh, the name on the restaurant. Um, uh, what I do is uh, much like uh, I do with the food. I find restaurants that have uh, gone out of business. And uh, until they're taken over, I just uh, pry open the door, I get inside, and uh, I just slap my name over whatever the thing is called. So it's uh, okay. uh, Guinea-Sois uh, Seasons Restaurant. Huh, so Guinea-Sois to go, just to go back to Chili's, maybe. Maybe you're in an airport and you're slapping that over a Chili's logo. Exactly, exactly. Chili's to go. Cameron, we are on the same wavelength, like sense. The, sense. All of this it sounds great to me. Dr. London, you are already, I can tell, about to be like a wet blanket. What's going on? Yeah, so just um So if you if you're claiming a closed store, are you are you purchasing the the building or renting it? Uh I, you know, this I, restaurant? I am interested in purchasing every restaurant that I move into. I'm interested. Unfortunately, uh, most of the people trying to uh, negotiate uh, do not uh, meet my price, uh, so I move on. So when you say meet your price, you don't. You mean like they? It's a low price. Yeah. Uh, so so what? I mean, if I may ask, what what kind of price are you talking? How much does a restaurant go for these days? I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, I, to get in and get open and everything else is going to cost you, uh, you know, upwards of. Uh, depending where in the country, half to a million dollars just to uh, just to get the keys to the place. Yeah. Uh, and then and I've to, heard it's a difficult and expensive process. Very and it, expensive. It very expensive. So, I don't know how people do it, quite so frankly. What, what do you, um, what's what's your going, what, what do you pitch to them as the price for it? Well, normally I'm in, in operation for at least a week before they show up. Uh, I, figure, yeah. I, I figure if I can get a crowd in, uh, they might go, hey, you know what? We're not using the building anyway. He's willing to pay a, a nominal fee and uh, he's got a ready-made audience. Uh, it, it will do the community some good. He's taking care of this food waste problem. He's offering low-cost uh, meals to people. And uh, unfortunately, I found uh, very few actual, well, they call themselves businessmen, uh, yeah. but uh, they don't understand the value. They just but what's the actual what's the actual number? You said like, well, I offer you know a nominal fee. What what is that number that you're offering to them, saying, hey, I'll give you this every month? Well, it's a it's a sliding scale. It depends what I have in my pocket at the time. Sometimes it's fifty seven dollars. I offered yes, I, I offered that, one gentleman five hundred and twenty three dollars, which I was reasonably certain I could obtain. The uh, the sliding scale, so it's like, let's say it's an XY graph, it's number of things in your pocket, and then amount of money to 
to give. Again, okay, yeah, it, that it, makes sense. Again, Cameron, you, you and I are on a wavelength. You understand the business. You understand how this works. Yeah, and I'll yeah, admit I mean, that Cameron handles the, a lot of the business side of this podcast. So he's the one who, you know, really you know handles the Patreon and then yep. funnels a lot of our our money into the podcast money i mean and also no also my money um into a lot of endeavors yeah and uh yeah it's it's been it's been a journey i guess so so i guess i'm learning here is what we're I'm all getting le- at. we're all yeah, learning i believe like- right we are all learning at all times for instance i was uh, again i was listening uh you know off uh, off mic and uh, you were talking about this hepatitis a and the uh, the symptoms uh, which uh, startlingly are very similar to some of the symptoms my diners have had. Um, oh, maybe it's going around, you know? I'm not exactly sure. I am very fastidious with the food that I reclaim. Um, I make sure that it is uh, cleaned and sanitized and uh, it is of the highest quality that I can possibly find. And uh, so I don't think it's the food. I well, just that, think... you can, that you can possibly find... In yes. the dumpster in which you yeah, are diving. in the trash can, yeah. Yes, 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 exactly. Well, it's protected from the weather. You have to keep yep. these things. It's protected from a number of pests because it's enclosed, oftentimes in a very thick, three mil thick plastic bag. So you you think that dumpsters are protected from pests? I, I guess in my mind, they, you know, roaches are famously, they love to they gather in a lot of places you know, like dumpsters. and Well, yeah, but maybe he doesn't consider a roach to be a pest. <laughs> it's uh, Well, I, I imagine if they got into the bags and got into the food, they would be regarded as a pest. Uh, I regard them as guards, quite frankly. A lot ah. of people will stay out of a dumpster because there are roaches in there. So they open the door and they go, ah, roaches! And they close the door and they run away. So in a way, that's a security system. In your what, favor, yeah. In, oh, definitely in my favor and free, I point out. I want to hear some of the dishes that you've been offering. Oh, may we? Uh, let's talk uh, entree. Just last week, yeah. I made a delicious hot dog casserole. Ooh. Uh, I found this uh, these fine, uh, I don't want to name the establishment, but uh, some uh, discarded uh, hot dogs and... Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, if you get into one of these restaurant rows and you, uh, you hit those, uh, dumpsters, boom, 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 one, two, three, I had the chow mein, I had the hot dogs, I had uh, chicken pot pie, uh, and you, you put Whoa. those, to, you put those together and, uh, you have to get, uh, you know, you have to get a source of heat in order to cook, which is not always, uh, easy to come by. But uh, in this case, um, I had all of the ingredients. Everything fell into place. And uh, mm, the delicious uh, hot dog casserole. Uh, I, uh, I have the recipe written down here somewhere. Uh, it's, I think it's on an old receipt. But, uh, and you don't, uh, have to, you don't have to reveal your secrets. We can, we can cut this out of the podcast. But it sounds like you got the hot dogs. Like all of this food, maybe outside of a mall food court. And the hot dogs were in Auntie Anne's. Is that about right? Let's just call that uh, Cameron the Promised Land. You know, a food speaking cor- of food court. I'm sorry. Speaking of the hot dogs, uh, so there is a dog, um, and it does appear to be rabid in the bathroom. And we just want to let the the school know that um, it's being handled. They have called animal control, and it's all it's it's all being taken care of. It's fine. 
Uh, but do, but do not use the restrooms uh, for the next three hours. Yeah, and it's all the restrooms. That is that is one thing that Doctor London f- did not mention is that the dog is very quick and he is going through the ventilation system to the bathrooms, so none of them are safe. So just hold it in for the day. How did the high school actually get by without uh, this fine service that you are providing to them? Uh, these health warnings and uh, all sorts of uh, wonderful tips you're giving to people. It seems like they needed this for years. Yeah, I mean, pro- I don't know. Probably like just had some like old person just on there and, and just like announce stuff. Maybe YouTube. Kids love YouTube. So maybe that's just how they were doing it. Well, and, you know, this does bring up another point. We talked about the food food waste and everything. But, you know, these schools are underfunded. And sometimes it takes, you know, a very well, you know, something sponsored by a giant corporation like Koala Cola uh, to come in and, you know, pitch in a little bit. Give the help where we can, when it, you know, where they can't afford it. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy that we get to provide this service. I think it's a wonderful thing. Uh, and uh, if uh, they're looking for a chef, by the way, uh, I could get out there. Um, might take me a couple of weeks or a month to uh, to find a, a way out, but uh, would love to land a steady gig uh, working with some, uh, you know, some some uh, some kids. And I love teaching about food and educating the young and uh, giving cooking classes. Uh, I think it uh, could be a wonderful uh, wonderful uh, thing. Well, they so they don't really have chefs as much as they have a contraption. They have sort of like a Rube Goldberg machine where it's like a ball that, you know, it it like uh, turns on the stove and starts cooking the eggs, the mystery meat. And then, you know, it rolls down and then it, you know, turns this thing on and it's the mystery meat again and so on and so forth. So they don't really have a need for a chef. Um, but it sounds like you're doing pretty well. I mean, what are you, I mean, how many like customers are, are, are coming in for, for this stuff? Well, it all depends. Uh, you know, when the weather is good, uh, I try to get some, uh, some outdoor eateries going. Uh, those are usually easier because even yeah. if the restaurant's still in business, they have to close sometime. So, uh, I'll make use of their parking lot and outside dining areas. Uh, okay. so, uh, I, I call it, a you know, uh, Guinea after dark. Uh, okay, yeah. A sort of European style. Dinner starts at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And uh, we uh, roll things up about three or four in the morning when the uh, the police show up. Huh, so, yeah, no, that's not too, so, so I was just wondering, how, how much do you charge for your dishes? Like, I know how much you expect to, somewhere in the range of what you expect to pay for, you know, your place of business. But what do you charge your customers I, uh, I charge them top dollar, uh, which means whatever the top dollar is they have in their pocket, I'll take that. So if they're smart, uh, they'll have they'll put all the ones on the top. Um, usually you okay. get somebody. Oh, not, does, not top in value, the physical top. Literally of the top pile. dollar, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I, was, uh, I was trained in the, uh, the French Foreign Legion, um, and so I have a, a number of uh, skills. Uh, that I can rely on if uh, somebody gets a little bit uh, testy and doesn't feel like they uh, should pay for the meal, uh, and then I will get that top dollar myself out of out of their pocket. Does that happen? I mean, does that happen often? You'd be surprised. It's well, a very common occurrence. I'm not sure how how surprised because it sounds like do do all these people want to like do they say yes I will pay and then you say well it's going to cost you the top dollar. Like, how does this transaction actually work? Because it sounds like 
maybe it comes down to just mugging. <laughs> it sounds like mugging. Yes, I've heard this before. But no, you have to keep in mind, I get the money before they get their food. Unlike oh. most restaurants where people eat and then they pay, what they do is they come by and they smell the food cooking and it smells so delicious. It doesn't matter where it came from. Cooking food always smells delicious. In fact, here's a secret for you. If uh, you want to cook for, uh, say, you have a date or your wife or whatever, you just get a frying pan going and uh, you heat it up a bit. You get a little oil and a little uh, chopped onion and garlic in there and soon the house smells so good. You so far have not put anything in the pan that anyone's going to eat. It's just the smell. You get the smell going. So people come in and they say, oh, what are you serving? I say, oh, here's the, the board. And I show them the, the chalkboard with the specials of the night yeah. up there. And uh, this sounds wonderful. I said, well, sit down and, and uh, have some. It's, uh, it's uh, how much you got on you? And they laugh like it's a joke. I said, no, no, seriously, how much you got on you? And uh, they'll say, oh, I got $20. That's fine. You get the special. You get the house special. And they'll, they pay up the money. I, sometimes they don't. But usually it's, uh, you know, cash first and then, uh, then they can eat. So, so the moment they say how much they have, that to you is that's when the sale is done. Yeah, that's your money now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you gentlemen, uh, you understand this uh, this business very... I'm surprised the two of you do not have a restaurant because uh, this is the way it works. So the fact that somehow things have gotten terribly turned around where you have to do all the cooking and get the food all ready and then at the end they pay you? Well, what if they don't like it? Or what if they, they run away and you don't have the, have the money? So and I, we actually... this is We mentioned this uh, not that long ago on the show. I, I think that the this podcast actually started out as a restaurant. This was back in, it, it, it was called the Jock Doc Podcast, but this was in the 90s, so no one, like, the word podcast didn't have the same meaning as it does today. Um, and then it sort of, over time, evolved into this show. So we, I mean, we do have a little uh, understanding of the restaurant industry, yeah, which so, sort yes, of, this is, yes. I, I actually have a question about that. The I'm, I'm a little confused about the logistics. So, like, where, you're talking about, oh, I've got this frying pan, A, is that equipment also reclaimed? Like, is that is that stuff you find? And B, where is the heat source for you know these this like outdoor, uh, you know, a patio takeover that you're doing? I can kind of get it when you're breaking into a Chili's because you can just use their equipment. Of course, of course. But when we're talking about just like outside and everything, and you're showing up with hot food, how how is that food being heated? Well, again, you you have to uh, you have to understand how to use what the, what you have around you. All of life can be reclaimed. Uh, you get the top off of a carburetor from under one car hood, that becomes your frying uh, pan. Yeah. You, you get you manage to uh, to hot wire a car, that becomes your oven. You get the the hood up, and you get the heat going in there. Yeah. And uh, pretty soon, you have an entire kitchen layout right uh, right next to the parking lot. That does sound. Easy, like I guess you know. For me, you know, I'm I'm pretty simple. I know a toaster oven and a regular oven, a stove. That's kind of what I think of. But I guess if you if you have a car, it's well. It's I guess that that's given the, your your source of income and how much income it sounds like you make. Do you have a car, or is that also a part of? It is, this it is reclaimed. reclaimed. Okay, <laughs> it is reclaimed. I mean, there are always cars around. Always. So when you. Dr. London, when he said he was hot wiring a car, you you thought he might have been hot wiring his own car? 
Well, yeah, if you lock your keys, you know, inside your car. If you, if you do lock your keys in your car, by the way, I can help you. I've had much experience opening a locked car. So I, you, so you, you locked your keys in your car, and your solution is to start the engine. That's what you're trying to do. That's what that's what hot wiring is, Doctor London. Yeah. Okay. So. I, or maybe you lose your keys. I guess not lock your keys inside. But also, I mean, it sounds like just if you have any car trouble at all, then, uh, you know, our guest, Jeannie uh, Swa, is really the one to go to for this. Um, yeah, I, if you have car trouble. Not that uh, that's yeah, your main that, thing. That, but that is very true. It's a side gem. It's a side gem for me. Yeah. But, okay, so you, but you're, I guess you're passionate. You're far more passionate about oh, um, yes. the oh, cooking. Yes. Oh, yes. The I mean, it sounds stuff. like you're passionate about reclaiming in general. Does that does does that apply not just to you know like physical objects that you find? I mean, is that is that sort of like a way of life to you? Yes, I imagine that the, 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 it really is. Uh, when you come to think of it, the the food is just the sort of the expression of yeah. the of the reclamation where I can share with others. But uh, the my art, ent- my entire life has been this idea of reclaiming reclaiming, reclaiming lost youth, reclaiming information, reclaiming things that uh, that have gone astray, whether for me or for someone else. And that sort of manifests itself in, you know, a hot dog casserole. Wow. <laughs> what about what about what about dessert? Sorry, Dr. London, I got to hear about dessert. That's fair. Well, if the hot dog casserole doesn't move, that becomes dessert. Uh, but of course, uh, people are looking. They have a sweet tooth, of course, so they want uh, something nice, something sweet. And uh, this is uh, harder to reclaim. You might be surprised, but not a lot of people throw the desserts away. Yeah, their entrees, their side dishes, they don't finish those. But everyone seems to want to finish desserts. So those are a little harder to come by. But again, it's just uh, keeping one's eyes open, uh, being clever, and figuring out well, what could I make sweet that normally is not sweet a bit of sugar bit of uh, uh, maple syrup packets from a restaurant Uh, okay because you're you're putting that on a hot dog probably could be hot dog uh, hot dog uh, uh, heel of bread people don't eat the heels of bread right so you make that Uh, exactly Uh, you put that under a broiler for uh, uh, just a few minutes a bit of maple syrup bit of chocolate syrup uh, some sprinkles and uh were wonderful well you tell people it's a tort you, you know what this makes me think of is that like how how lobsters used to be considered gross right like oh they're bottom feeders whatever now they're they've sort of been changed into a delicacy you're talking about heels of bread oh people just toss that away you've sort of rebranded it and reclaimed it and say no this is a meal this is the spotlight so we're going to cover it in maple syrup and some sugar and some hot dogs. Exactly. It's the way society works. Uh, painter's clothing used to be just, oh, something a janitor wears. And then all of a yeah. sudden, uh, you know, music people would start wearing those kinds of clothes. It became very popular, baggy pants and whatnot. And so it all goes around and you just have to kind of keep your eye open and let people know this is special. What I have made for you right here tonight, no one else has ever made this. No one else has ever eaten this. So tonight, between you and me, this is special. How much you got in your pocket. And then at at that point, have you had anyone, you know, you you do your, I guess we can call it a negotiation, uh, where they, they tell you how much they have, and then you 
uh, sometimes forcefully remove that amount of money from their pocket. Um, do you ever like find that they are not as hungry after that experience? Like maybe that, cause if they're, if they're beaten pretty badly, then I imagine that their appetite might leave them. Uh, that's a good point. And again, this is where the training comes in from the French foreign legion. If I don't hit them in the mouth or in the esophagus or any of the elements that lead to the digestive system, uh, pretty good bet. If they came in hungry, they're going to go out hungry. Okay. Cause because, yeah, I guess the, the face and everything, but I'm, I'm thinking of the abdomen. I'm, I'm wondering, I feel like you just are going to run out of places to hit because the legs and the arms, I guess, are what, what fair, are pretty... Fair, fair game, fair game. Legs, arms, back of the head. Right, okay. So I guess, I mean, you know, you're obviously an expert in this, so it's hard to, um, you know, I, but th- these are the things that I think of. Like, if I was beaten up in the for a transaction like that then uh i don't I, but i guess but you obviously you have the experience in the field um well, so, so i will admit sometimes they're not as hungry as when they thought they were yeah but uh by the end of, by the end it's such a tussle they just figure i'll just get this to go well and i i imagine they also the way that you're phrasing it they might not have been interested in food at all like except out of a curiosity like oh what are you cooking and then you <laughs> yes, say, actually, yes, you'd be surprised how much just that curiosity factor leads people to uh, decide, yes, they are hungry. Yes, they are. Yeah, or at least they they are going to be holding food. And I will tell you, even no matter how badly somebody has been uh, beaten, as you put it, uh, I always make sure that when they leave, uh, this is something I learned uh, in the month and a half that I was at the Sorbonne. Uh, I know how to make one of those uh, uh, aluminum foil swans that you put the the, okay. the yes. leftovers in. And whenever you leave uh, that with someone when they go, uh, they always leave happy. And those are those are also reclaimed? Oh, of the, course. The foil you use? Okay, of yeah. Course. So of course. They, they have layers of a past meal. I do what I can to clean uh, any of the materials that I use as best I can Given the given the materials at hand uh, that I have, I I don't but, think I've ever. But given... are you are you cleaning it with other stuff that you found? Well, water, yes. Um, okay, I guess cle- I like... cle- clean, okay, that's valid. Cleaning goods, soaps, uh, things such as that. But I've never left anyone uh, go with a dirty swan. I can, I and can are the are you, you folding the swans yourselves, or oh, yes. you reclaim them pre-folded? Oh no, no, no! That is this uh, the skill that I picked up. And ah, uh, wow! Your art coming through again. Always, always. Well, I feel like I, I just, you know, I want to, I want to keep going, and I want to learn more, but I also we we have these chores to do, and oh, right. I just, it's just that. Time, you know, like we're just running out of time, and I, well, I can come back another time when. Uh, well, I, no, I mean, if if you wouldn't mind helping us out with these chores, yeah, that would be um, fantastic. You sound like a really, I mean, you're you're a person who finds a solution no matter what limitations you have, and you aren't scared of garbage, also, yeah, which that's also huge for us, very big for us. No, no, garbage. If people just rec- realize this, garbage is your friend. Oh, what's yeah. the what's the hardest food to reclaim? Uh, soups, 
soups oh, are difficult. Yeah. That's got to be a pain. Soups are hard. Uh, I won't lie to you. Uh, a cream soup, a little bit easier, but uh, broth, forget about it. Yeah. But can you do it? Is it, is it a lot oh, of like... It's a lot of just work. Just kind of wringing out whatever you find that it may be soaked in? Uh, well, if you know the old story of the stone soup uh, story, you know, where uh, somebody uh, has... Uh, Comes into oh, yeah, a town. of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's just like that. You just go around. You say, hey, I got this soup I'm making. And uh, you know what? You look like someone who probably has a great recipe from your grandmother. You'd like to add something to this. Uh, people buy it, you know. And pretty soon you've got a good good kettle of soup going. But I, it's, that is a tough road to hoe. I'm not going to lie to you. It is very difficult. People buy it or the people who are asking, hey, what are you cooking on that car radiator? Happen to have money yes the radiator the radiator actually is where you actually cook the soup is in the radiator so oh. you, you you cook your your in your, a reclaimed car your steaks on the on the top of the engine but uh, your soups and your other uh, your gravies uh you do that inside the radiator because it's getting stirred and mixed and by right, the time it's yeah. done uh you've got a fine uh, a fine uh, texture which is what you're looking for in a good soup have, have you ever had someone walk back over and say, hey, that's my car while you're... I have. Oh, it, that's got to be tough. It's tough, but when they find out their meal is on the house, I usually get away with it. Really? The people, will, the people are fine with losing their vehicle oh, they as re- long as they get a good meal from it. They reclaim it. They reclaim it after I'm done. And they end I mean, up with a free meal. The reason I ask is because if you're cooking within the radiator, I imagine that some of the functionality of the car might be gone. But you say, are, are they okay with it in the same way that all of your customers are okay with paying for their meals? By the time they realize the car has some problems, I am no, nowhere around. Yeah, you, I, you've I, already I, moved on I'm to onto like... The, uh, I'm onto, the, onto my next restaurant. Yeah. Or your next reclaimed car, yeah. Yeah, you found a closed-down Bennigan's that hasn't been touched since the mid-90s. That would be... And you set up shop. Oh, that would be heaven. Oh, do you know of one? Oh, I mean... uh, Don't give them away. You you love your Bennigan's. You don't want to give that up. I don't want to know about my secret Bennigan's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) Oh, I know that Bennigan's. I know oh, okay, that, then perfect. I know that place. I didn't know it was out of business, but uh, now at least I can set my sights on my next uh, travel. Yeah, I mean, it, it might have gone back into business in the last, you know, the, the last year has been really good for a lot of people, so maybe it, it went back into business, so I'd, I couldn't say, but in any case. It's worth the trip to, to Ohio this time of year anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Worth the trip, just to check if it's closed down. Yeah. Um, Ohio's famous spring. I love Ohio in the spring. People talk about Paris, but I must tell you, Ohio in the spring. Ooh. Columbus, Cincinnati. Beautiful. Well, and you know, I hate to bring both of you up to this, but it is actually summer at this point. We've, I know we've been so busy with our work, but it is summer right now. Oh, that's oh good, even better. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Ohio when it's muggy. Ooh. That's free gravy is what that is, my friend. Yeah. When it gets muggy like that, mm, wonderful. But in any case, um, we t- like oh, I'm sorry, chores, but we do have to get yeah. these chores done. Uh, oh, 
you want to explain? You yeah, explain yeah, real could. quick. Uh, yeah, so basically, and look, I'm not proud of this, but me and D- Dr. London have been ignoring our chores, our uh, the tasks that we're supposed to do around the house and clean, and you know, we haven't been wiping down any of the tables or bookshelves. Like, we haven't fed any of our friends for weeks at this point. All the stuff that we're supposed to be doing, like, every day, we weren't really doing it. So, they keep whining loudly about it. Like, oh we're supposed God. to feed them. Like, yeah. I get it, but, like, get off my back, too. They're like, know? where am I? Why can't I see anything? And it's like, this. I have so much on my plate already. But regardless, we created this really fun chore wheel. So we put all of our chores, everything on our to-do list on this wheel. Every week, we spin it, whatever it lands on. No matter what, we have to do it. And Dr. London, even if that means cleaning your socks, and I know you hate that. That's your least favorite chore. Well, it's just it, it, it takes a full team to do it. And yeah. And like it, I can't... it's so long. It's like It takes, you know, multiple days which i think is yeah well, you gotta I, do it i'm I, I i only if it lands on it only if it lands on it yeah, yeah you don't have to do it if that's it, our system if we never land on that yeah, yeah. uh genie Swa, um would you mind going up and giving the wheel a spin for us no happy to happy to uh all right uh clockwise or counterclockwise Ooh, we've never I don't had think this question ever yeah. been asked that that is interesting Okay. Uh, I mean, Do I kind of we... want to say dealer's choice, and then we can sort of psychoanalyze his decision. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. I, I will go. Uh, I will go Wittershins then, uh, as they say in the cooking business. I will go uh, counterclockwise. <gasps> wow. So he's sort of counterculture. This. I mean, this really ties in with who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's subversive. He's not going with the flow. He's going against the grain. Yeah. It's. I. I. And I'm wondering, now I'm trying to think back to all the other guests and how they spun it and what does that mean? Yeah, and now they're all losers. I think of every single guest that we've had and they're all, I mean, conformist losers. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's, they probably have never wow. been to a good meal before. A good reclaimed meal. Yeah, wow. All right. Well, let's get that spin going. Oh no, not this one. Okay. Um, do you want to read it off or do you want me to? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and read it off. Okay. Oh gosh, I don't want to have to do this. All right, all right. Uh, so we have to come up with movies based on their title. So let me explain this. Do you, I can't believe we have to do this, Doctor London. So well, basically. Well, our studio, I, I should clarify, the, one of the reasons why we have to do this is, like, our permit is very, like, it's it's a tenuous permit. Like, he yeah. he won't let us keep it if we fail to follow any of his commands. Like, we have to obey him in order to keep doing this podcast. So, that sounds it, very draconian that he Yeah. Would, uh, yeah. Uh, well, it, please don't say it too loudly because he could hear. Um and so the mayor is starting this movie studio, and he came up with, in his spare time, a bunch of movie titles. Like, that that's kind of his contribution. He's like, I'm going to put all this money for towards this movie studio, but the only thing... He's like, I'm, I'm more of an ideas guy. But an idea to him is just a title that he comes up with. And so he's sort of given the task to us to figure out actually what the movie is going to be. So this is what we got to do. So, I mean, Dr. Lund, do you want to read one of the movie titles that he's written down? Yeah, yeah. So, this this first one here is, um, it's just called Porcelain Fog. Ooh. 
So what is... What is porcelain fog? So, like, what I think of off the bat uh-huh. is... um, I think of a toilet. I like think of toilet, throne. too. I yeah. think of toilet, okay. too. Yes, we be. And then the fog, I guess, only because the porcelain part, I wouldn't have gone this way. But then I think fog, I think of yeah, you're passing some gas. Like, it smells Sh- yeah, sure. bad afterwards. So... I guess this would have to be like a comedy, stinky. um, Oh, like, yeah, the the subgenre of comedy, stinky movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Perhaps a a rom-com with uh, someone who will not pass gas in front of their uh, significant other. Yes. Well, only in the bathroom. Yes, yes, yes. I have maybe a play on words here a little bit with. Uh, you know, fog. Something that's really in right now is movies about Alzheimer's. So maybe if in this rom com, one of the persons was getting dementia over time, while also you know dealing with the ah, so far, the literally farting, passing <clears throat> gas aspect doesn't when doesn't know who's he who smelt it dealt it unless they didn't remember dealing oh, it. That is the tagline. It, that is the tagline. It's on the poster. Word for word. I mean, I, do, I think we have that solved. Do we want to cast it real quick? Uh, Dame Judy Dench. Okay. We got a Judy Dench in the main role, and uh, let's just get Timothy Chalamet in there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He's hot right now, you know? I like yeah, that Yeah, and I think up. they'd work well together. It's a good team up. Yeah. Okay. Jeannie Swa, would you want to read the next one? Uh, yes, 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 absolutely. Um, it is, um, oh, interesting. A turtle named Frank. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I, I can tell you. The, oh, sorry, yeah, first, you go ahead. You go ahead. The first question I have is just, are we talking about a literal turtle? Or are we talking about someone who maybe needs to come out of his shell? Uh, or both. Or, yeah, a turtle who is stuck inside of his shell. See, so the first thing I thought of, just so that this is also on our minds, is yeah. the the Dr. Seuss book where uh, these, you're the turtle, but all the turtles are stacked, and it, I think it was a metaphor for the, uh, for Hitler in Germany, or maybe, or, oui. um, oui, oui. yeah, you are correct. so, so this uh, is a, this is a reboot, okay, a reboot of Yertle the Turtle called A Turtle Named Frank. Wow. And it sort of has, yeah, it has almost like more of a serious title to it. Like, you know, Yertle the Turtle is a, a kind of funny, but this is a turtle named Frank. So maybe it's more of, yeah, a dramedy, maybe Adam McKay sort of approach to. So, uh, are we going to, we're going to keep the heavy, like World War II metaphors in there then? Yes. Yeah. Or, or do we make it more about uh, the, uh, uh, the Middle East, uh, Afghanistan? Oh yeah, we can sort of modernize re- it. Yeah, yeah, modernize it. Yeah, and that that should be easy to make a very clear message too. So yeah, because uh, everyone's in agreement on what's going on and how to solve it. Very so, clear, um, very clear cut. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I, we'll just have. I mean, maybe we'll have Frank join the military, like maybe shortly after nine eleven or something like that, and then maybe that can be the starting point of this story. 
Okay, great. And let's, yeah, I was going to say, let's not say any more on it, only because our podcast doesn't really get political. But this right. is, of course, a movie that will comment a lot on it. But that oh, part yeah. will be done in the screenwriting and in the release whenever we, um, hopefully, and we haven't I, been able to do it so far. If, but if I don't, you even mention the U.S. military and don't mention the atrocities they cause, you get like $2 million in funding, like that. I don't want to jump the so, gun, but uh, I think uh, I see Owen Wilson. Mm, yes, Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that that is perfect casting. Who should be his shell? Well, I don't think he'd want Luke. Zach Galifianakis. Ooh, yeah, I think that I, is a, a good yeah. pairing. Have they worked together? This, should, this could be nice. Weren't they in some sort of bird-watching movie together? Where was Zach Galifianakis not in that? Mm. You have stumped me, Cameron. Couldn't wow. tell you. Stumped me. And this, I mean, I'm really ashamed as, you know, sort of the head moderator on the Owen Wilson wiki. I, I should know these things offhand, but uh, anyway. Yeah, especially because that's an elected position. Uh, gentlemen, I hate to call a halt to this, but I um, I actually have to go. Yeah, well, it's good because we were we were finished up there. Um, uh, yes, I just, uh, there's uh, some police uh, knocking on the door. Um, of this uh, place I'm in. It's an uh, old IHOP. And uh, I uh, actually have to get going um, because, uh, well, <laughs> I think it should be obvious why. Yeah. Uh, real quick, do you want to plug anything uh, for any friends of yours, maybe? Uh, yes. Uh, you could listen to the, uh, the Succotash podcast uh, or okay. sound, Soundcast, as they call it. I don't know why they have that crazy name. Uh, they play clips of, uh, of, of pe- things like your show. They would probably feature your show. Um, okay, yeah. I think they've done that a time or two. Various soundcasts. So uh, that's worth listening to. I listen to that when I'm in a sewer culvert spending the night trying to get out of the weather. Great. All right. Um, well, thank you to our guest, Jimmy Swaw. Thank you to producer Cameron. Thank you to Digital the Host. Digital the Host. He who smelt it, dealt it, unless they didn't remember stealing it. No, no, garbage. If people just realize this, garbage is your friend. Oh, it's garbage. Oh, oh. Garbage is your friend. Garbage. 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 Garbage.